Hey everyone, welcome to Delegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here and we have not yet had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Travis Gold and I'm the lead pastor for the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. And my name is Kyra Gold. We are married and have an incredible son named Axel who was born in March of 2020. On today's episode of Delegami, we're kicking off day three of five of This Is Unhurried, The Pace of Grace. If you've missed any episode up until this point, be sure to go back and check those out. Yes. And if this is your first episode of Unhurried, um, we are spending five days unpacking what God teaches us about the gospel rhythms, about the spirit-led rhythms, about the biblical rhythms of work and rest as modeled by Jesus and taught in his word. Yep unhurried the pace of grace it's not a curated space of shame or a place of blame it's not a space to minimize or exaggerate our suffering trials or weaknesses instead it's simply a space to be pointed to jesus so that we may go to him right we hope to prayerfully expose the contradiction of hasty christianity to expose the pride covered hurry up in order to accomplish big things as fast as we can Mm -hmm. ideology to ruthlessly eradicate the restlessly doing the most as fast as we anxiously can and saying it's to please God culture that's plaguing many minds and hearts today. We pray that God in and through this series brings you deep gospel-centered encouragement, the type of encouragement that cultivates surrender, humility, and a deepening hope and satisfaction in God, bearing the fruit of obedience to him. That's good. There is something beautiful that happens when we live in the certitude of hope that is found in Jesus. When we marvel with the deepening awe at his love, when we walk surrendered and submitted to his sovereignty, when we live awakened to the hope and beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray that these glorious truths permeate this week, saturating each day, extinguishing our restlessness in his name. Amen. So good. This unhurried week will culminate in our annual one-day retreat for those of you who go to For the People's Church and for those of you listening who do not call For the People's Church home. We encourage you to take intentional time to participate in active rest because living unhurried while necessary for body, soul, and spiritual health, it does not come naturally to us. Many of us Sprint from thing to thing, living distracted from our principal pursuit, which is Jesus himself. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of each episode as we will be ending each day with questions for reflection. And if you have not prayed before listening to this episode, press pause right now and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to apply his word to your heart, bringing fresh revelation and illumination in Jesus' name. Amen. With all of that being said, let's jump right into day three of This is Unhurried, The Pace of Grace. Today's episode is going to be centered around worry and several promises of Jesus given to us in Matthew chapter 6 to help us fight the sin of worry. Amen. Let's go. We read in Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 34 where Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Wow. 
Are you not much more valuable than they? Mm. Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field which are here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Amen. So before we look at the promises that Jesus gives us in this passage, let's first define what worry is biblically. In the New Testament Common Greek, the word for worry is merimnao, which means to be divided or distracted from being drawn in an opposite direction. So when someone is worried, they are figuratively pulled apart in different directions, which effectively divides that person into parts or fragments. And that's what worry does. It pulls us to pieces because of the force exerted by our worry. We are given the command from Jesus here not to worry in our lives. And Paul writes the same thing similarly in Philippians 4 verse 6 where it says, Do not be anxious, the same word, marim now, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God. We are instructed not to worry because when we worry, our singleness of heart and our, de our devotion to God is divided. It's torn to pieces by our own worries. As someone who has experienced the paralyzing effects of worry in various seasons of my own life, let me encourage you that we are not without remedy. God gives us promises in Scripture that demonstrate His ever-faithful character and care for us. That helps us to get our eyes off of our worries of self and onto our always perfect, always good God. So with that, let's unpack the promises we see in the passage of Matthew 6 to help us fight the sin of worry. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Ah, Thank you, Jesus, just for the provision of your spirit, your Holy Spirit, who we call upon in prayer that enables us to fight the sin of worry. Thank you for your word that we can hold on to your promises and your truth in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Promise number one, life is more than food and our bodies more than clothing. Mm. We just read in verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Mm. What an encouraging promise we read here from our Father in yeah. heaven. That there is more to life than eating and clothes, which means we can live our lives with our eyes fixed on something greater. Yeah, We do not have to make our primary objective of this side of eternity to acquire more money so mm. that we can buy more of these earthly things. Wow. 
I love how James puts it in James chapter 4, verses 14 through 17. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Mm. What is your life? Mm. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Mm. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Mm. We are engaged in an eternal mission. Mm. And oftentimes our body, soul, and spirit need that reminder. Yeah, totally. That this life is not about these earthly things. Mm -hmm. It's about Jesus and his redemptive reign. Mm. Amen. Promise number two, we have elevated value and worth in our Father's eyes, and He cares for our every need. Amen. Again, we just read in verse 26 where it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? If God is able and willing to feed such insignificant animals by comparison, then he will certainly provide for and care for you because you are more precious and valuable in his sight. You are created in his image and he longs to be gracious to you as it says in Isaiah 30 verse 18. Trust and believe in the promise of Psalm 139 verses 13 through 18. For you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How Mm. precious to me are your thoughts, God. Mm. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amen, amen. When I awake, I am still with you. Mm. Wow. Promise number three. Worry does not bring life. Mm -hmm. Wow. Verse 27 says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Mm. When we worry, we are living according to the flesh. Mm. And we read in Romans 8 verses 5 through 8, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. Mm. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. Yep, The mind governed by flesh is death Mm. but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace Mm. wow the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to god it does not submit to god's law nor can it do so verse 8 those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please god Mm -hmm. worry is a fleshly response to realizing that you are not in control Mm. We've never been in control. Yeah. But sometimes we have this false sense of control and we start to worry when we realize that we don't have it all together. Yeah, that's real. 
and we have this false sense that our worry will somehow bring about our desires. Mm. But only God can, according to his perfect and holy will. Worry is an indication of a mind governed by the flesh. Mm. Wow. And we just read that those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. Yeah. Like control, like sovereignty that is reserved for God alone. Mm. But the spirit desires what God desires and yep. trusts him. Yep. When we worry, we put ourselves on the throne of our hearts, a place that should only be reserved for the Lord. Yeah. When we worry, we make ourselves center stage in our minds when our mind should be consumed by the, our father in heaven. Yeah, that's good. A simple and profound prayer that we can borrow from John the Baptist to mitigate this temptation is found in John chapter 3, verse 30, where he says, He must become greater. I must become less. Mm, that's good. I feel like I'm constantly praying that prayer on a daily basis that he must become greater. I must become less. Amen. Let's move on to promise number four. Promise number four. Worry is cast out by faith. Amen. Worry is cast out by faith. A deepening, steadfast trust in God with your life. Trusting that he has made you and that he will sustain you. Amen. We just read in verse 30, If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. God has such an overflow of power, creativity, and care that he lavishes it on the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow. So he will certainly care much more for you as his children. We read in Psalm 55 verse 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And then the question comes up, will we believe this promise and surrender our worry to faith in his sovereign character and care? Amen. Will we believe this promise and surrender our worry to faith in his sovereign character and care? Mm. Promise number five. There is security in our citizenship of heaven. That's good. In verse 31, we just read it. It says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, mm. and your heavenly Father knows you need them. We read here that it is people of the world who are concerned with the worries of this world. Mm. We are called out from the world and therefore should be different from the world. Yeah. We read in Romans 12 two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Do you believe that his will is good, pleasing and perfect? Mm, that's good. There is a certitude that comes with taking God at his word. Yeah. There is a hope that is inspired by the security found in Jesus alone. Mm. Promise number six, a part of verse 32, God knows your needs. God knows 
your needs. And we just read this, Kyra just read this in verse 32. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. We also read in Matthew 6, verse 8, that your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask him. And isn't that such a comforting uh, piece of truth to know that God knows every single one of your needs? Mm. And not only that, that he knows all things at mm. all times. Mm. Amen. Forever. Amen. Perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom at all times forever. Mm. And since he is not indifferent towards meeting your needs, he will amply supply your needs at his divinely appointed and perfect time. Philippians 4.19 says this, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Promise number seven. And all these things will be given to you as we seek first his kingdom. Amen. We read famously in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Amen. If you give your life to seeking first his kingdom, if you give yourself to the mission and cause of Christ, God will give you all that you need. Mm. He will give you the necessities of life. Yeah. If you live with your eyes and heart fixed on his mission, yielding to his interests seeking first the kingdom of god by the power and work of his spirit in the mighty name of jesus he will give you the necessities of life kingdom concern is the remedy for any other concern you could ever possibly have that's good eyes fixed on jesus is the remedy for your worry hmm. in romans eight thirty two, we read he did not Spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him mm. graciously give us all things? Hallelujah. Dear friend, know that we are all sinners. Mm -hmm. I am a sinner. You are a sinner. And none of us deserve any promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives. Mm. And yet we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Mm. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Amen. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Amen. And now we're going to move into a time of some questions for reflection. Question number one, what is God revealing to you about himself and his character in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34, and the other verses that we referenced in this episode? Question number two, how has God brought encouragement to you through his word in this episode? How has he brought challenge through these verses? What specifically is he confronting? Mm. Question number three. Take some time to consider what the greatest source of worry in your life is. How is God using that area of your life to strengthen your trust in him? 
And lastly, not really a question, just some additional encouragement. You know, whatever areas of your life that you have been falling into worry over, be encouraged that you do not have to worry. Mm. You do not have to live this life feeling torn into pieces in doubt. Mm. We serve a God who is completely in control. We serve a God who is our sure foundation. Amen. We serve a God who promises in Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Amen. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. And so I'm praying Philippians 4, uh, verses 19 through 20, which Trav referenced a little bit earlier. I'm praying that over all of you this morning. And it reads, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Mm. To our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that by your name, every need of man is met in redemptive power. Amen. Would your name be hallowed and your will be done. And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, that's going to be it for now. Thank you so much for listening. We're so humbled that you're here with us. Be sure to check back in every day this week to join us for This is Unhurried, the Pace of Grace. And if you would like to support this free resource, check out the link in the description of this episode. And if you feel led, we would also love to hear from you, whether that's via email, DM, or a review on Apple Podcasts to hear what the Lord is highlighting to you through his word in each episode. And in the meantime, remember to what? Love God, love his church, and faithfully build your foundation on him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. Peace. See you next time.